This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael in the studio, along with the incomparable Pastor Tim Chin. All right. (laughs) We're in the middle of answering a series of questions on church hurt, church pain, um, a, a lot of these questions are actually referencing a sermon that Dr. Michael Boyle, uh, Dr. Mike Boyle gave on February 25th, 2018 at the Village Church of Bartlett. Uh, you can find that sermon on our media page. And uh, in that sermon, he answers the question, basically, what do I do when I've been hurt, I've been hurt. by the church? So uh, the question for today, Tim, is this. My church community, now we're leaving the leadership and we're just mm-hmm. talking yeah, about- we're talking about the congregation, congregation. on this one abandoned me when I was hurting, what should I do? Mm. There is just a scream out there for pain and for reconciliation and hurt from this person, whoever's submitting this question. My heart goes out to them, and I know that we would never want this to be true of Village Church, but we're not perfect. There is so many different layers to an answer to this one. The first question is, If I'm talking to the person who's asking this question, how involved were you in this community called the church? Mm -hmm. Were you fully engaged and they've abandoned you? Were you partially engaged? Were you just remotely engaged and you feel like they've abandoned you? Let's just go with the, it is their church community. They're fully engaged. Fully engaged. Something bad happened. Clearly, they were hurting by an external circumstance. Right. And they feel like they hadn't been supported or... Abandoned, uh, abandoned is the word they is, use. Is yeah. even deeper than just, you know, not being supported. Man, is there a way to in which to apologize to counsel this person? You know, what's the the makeup, the culture of the church that, that this person was involved in? Churches do have a cultural vibe. And there are certain churches that in spite of what we are commissioned to do in the church as far as be a family, love one another. There are certain churches that do that better than others. Other churches, some of which, sadly, uh, my wife and I have been involved in, that you're always an outsider. Unless you are a certain name in the church, you are always looked at as an outsider. So sometimes, if I was talking to this person, I would say, did you ever feel that you were connected And not that it makes any difference, but could you have seen this coming? It's not going to make the hurt go away, but it's going to kind of temper the response that I would have, the the counsel I would have with this person. Because in some churches, again, I was, Renee and I were involved in a church uh, some time ago, and this would have been the expected results. If, If we would have had some serious crisis go on in our life, we would not expect it to be supported, cared for, uh, counseled, um, or, or, or rallied yeah, around. And it, it would have been expected. Wow. Um, in other churches, and again, let's, let's go the other direction. If I was involved or if this person was involved in a church that clearly loved and supported and was a great family experience and they abandoned me, man, that kind of hurt is really hard to recover over. I mean, then um, we have to trust Jesus. 
We have to say, you know, he's the great shepherd. He's going to care for me when my church family, my biological family are not going to care for me. Jesus can go above and beyond and, and be, be my shepherd, be my caregiver when human beings won't do that. And so we got to fully embrace Christ as the one who loves us beyond the love of a brother or sister. Yeah. We talk about this term PTSD. How does the next church experience of this individual, how does that play into this kind of hurt? Yeah. They go into a, the next church, and, and I, we're going to talk about that in our next question, uh, next, next few questions about, you know, do I leave a church? But how can you stay? Yeah. So it is not uncommon that when somebody feels neglected, uncared for, abandoned, that the level, the word you use depends upon the scope of the hurt mm -hmm. in your personal life. If I'm in the middle of cancer and chemotherapy and um, just really life-altering, life-threatening circumstances and nobody follows up with me um, at all, right. well, that's, that's, that's a problem, Yeah, clearly. If I'm sick for three or four days and no one checks in on me, yeah, that's, that, that's a different response. Objectively, we can look at things and say, uh, there are life-threatening things. There are just really hard things. Mm -hmm. It's interesting because you, you take the example of um, a mom or dad passing away, Yeah, right? Sometimes when a mom or dad passes away, you have expectations of people, and you should. It's a really yeah. good expectation. And what I found is sometimes people don't know what to say. Right. We are equipped with everything we need to engage stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But most people aren't actually. And then sometimes, this is terrible, but sometimes we mean to do something and our brain, ah, you know, yeah. like, and we it's a week later and, and I'm forget. like, what the heck happened? Like, I love this person. Yeah. And how did my brain not remember that? That's right. so pathetic. And it mm -hmm. might be my own personal life might be yeah. just filled. You know what I mean? So, um, but the, the word abandoned to me um, corresponds to the depth of the pain the person is going through. And what we find is that when people feel these things, they typically find a way to let us know. Yes. Sometimes they tell somebody who tells tell us. somebody but, who comes back to us. Yeah. In, in a healthy church environment, we say gossip trickles up. It doesn't trickle down to the masses. Mm -hmm. It goes up to it the leaders to the because leaders. the leaders have the capacity to deal with it, you know? But I, I would tell this person two things. Number one, I would say your leaders need to know that there has been this experience. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I, I can pretty much, I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to most churches that uh, that no leader wants this to happen. I would hope not. Right. And if they do, we'll go someplace else because they're they're not okay. But they don't want it to. Sometimes um, there are colder cultures and mm -hmm. they don't know how to care for people. Right. That's just not a part of their rhythm. And that stinks and that's terrible. And that's not going to be a one another community mm -hmm. where you're loved right. and cared for well. And whether you should leave that church or not, um, that's hard. You know, yeah, it's not a, hard, a simple hard. answer we can give on this podcast, I don't think. Right. But um, but I do think that that you have expectations and that those expectations need to be brought to the people that you have expectations mm -hmm. of. But here's what I, I get this. People who are hurt in this kind of circumstance, it is rare that they are going to go let the people that have hurt them know. And it's interesting because I'm just, I'm self-reflecting for a moment. Mm -hmm. I remember a circumstance seven and a half years ago because um, it surrounds a particular date in my okay. life. Zero of my friends engaged. Zero. Mm. And I mean none. Yeah. Not a phone call, 
whatever. It was significant. Yeah. One, one of the hinge points of my life. Uh-huh. Nobody. And all Brianne's friends made sure to make point of oh, connecting. So her friends were reaching out to her. Oh, yeah. Every one of my friends, nothing. Well, And I was angry. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. You go quickly from hurt to anger. That's a natural, yeah. natural transition. They knew better. Yeah. 100% knew better. Full confession. Okay. Uh-huh. I actually, about two days after, um, I said to my wife, I, I'm pretty much done with them as friends. Mm, yeah. Basically, like, you know, the thought in my brain was, it's clear I'm a commodity to them. Mm. You know, it's clear to me that when they need me, I'm there. Yeah. But when the when the tables are turned, it's not happening. Yeah. And um, and she she gave me some perspective. She didn't say a lot. She just said, probably not a good response, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, touche. Yeah, probably yeah. not a good response, but I'm still kind of angry. But when you're hurt and you're in that in that place... That's exactly how most people feel. Yeah. So like I have high expectations of myself and how I how I will deal yeah, with hurt and, and pain. Do, yeah. And we've both been experienced when we don't meet our expectations. Yeah, we meet our, yeah. And we respond subpar. Um, it took me a year yeah. to let it go. Yeah. And here's the deal. I knew in my heart that I had to get to a place to let it go. I didn't have any doubt that if I told them, mm. it they probably would have felt really bad. Yeah. But what I didn't, here's what I was going through my brain. I'm not saying this is logical at the time or this is awesome. Like as if it were me and I hurt somebody, I would be like, tell me and let me make it right. Yes. What I didn't want to do, again, I don't think this is a good line of thought. I just want to preface that everybody knows this. (laughs) I didn't want to um, make them feel obligated. Mm -hmm. You know that feeling like you want somebody to want to do it? Yes. And at the same time, by the way. And you don't want to tell someone care for me. Right. It's so obvious that I that I need it that like, you know. But if I were really honest, if I really took a good assessment, their lives were across the board hard. Yeah. And I can see that, you know, like I get that. And so it took me about a year and the reason I didn't say anything is cuz I knew that this was mostly my issue. Mm. I have to have space in my life for them to let me down. Um and I have to have space to get over it. And so it was very interesting because Four years later. Okay. And I didn't have high expectations at that point. You know what I mean? Like no expectations. (laughs) But this series of events in my life, I'm leaving the details out and there's a lot that happened in the four years. But four years later, um, another significant event happened and I needed, I was needy. Okay. And all of them jumped in. That is fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Which showed me that maybe if they could go back again, Mm -hmm. they would do something different. Do something different. And that I was right in my assessment that the problem was mine. Mm. You know, yeah, it didn't make it easier. It took me a year. I, you know, you can know something here, but your yeah. heart to believe it can take some time. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And I felt I don't. I didn't feel abandoned because my life wasn't falling apart. You know what I mean? But I felt uh, neglected. Mm-hmm. Probably be a good word. And what I needed to do in that moment was recognize whether or not my expectations were realistic. If you're feeling that your church community has abandoned you, get get counsel first and say, ask that real question. Is this uh, a realistic expectation? This is what I'm going through. This is what I was expecting my church family to do. Or is this expectation of mine different than what would be a normal response? And because sometimes, you know, we're going through a minor crisis and we feel that people ought to just know, our Mm -hmm. church family ought to just know (laughs) where I'm at without telling anyone. Yeah, that's hard. And... So in that case, I would say, you know what, 
I know you were going through a hard time, but you didn't communicate what you were going through. And yet your expectation was that everyone would just know that. And yep. they can't know what they don't know. Yeah. Can I poke around in there? Because yeah. um, there are two realities, I think, that create expectations for us and that we got to be really aware of. One of them is the legitimate reality that everybody is busier. Yes. That's not just like a feeling. No, it's a reality. That today. is a reality. That's yeah. number one. Number two is that if us or our spouse put something on Facebook or Instagram, et cetera, that we expect that if we publicize it, uh, everybody, everybody will knows. see it. Yeah. Like there's this weird connection in my brain, like, all right, I'm putting it out there and now everybody should have a point of reference for mm -hmm. that in my life. And the reality is I spend very little time on Facebook and I... It'd be great to say that like every time my wife sees something, because she spends a little bit more time, that she's going to tell me, <laughs> uh -huh. but that doesn't always happen, right? Right? Yeah. Or she assumes that I know, oh, you didn't know, or I'll assume she knows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The amount of times that we find that people are in the hospital and they assumed we found out because yeah. they told somebody in the church, it's unbelievable, right. actually. Uh -huh. So we have these expectations, and they're good expectations that people will engage, but People's ability to capture the nuances or to see things on mm -hmm. Facebook or to know or to tell other people. Like in, in the 90s, there you didn't have technology like you do today. And so in the I mean, you could call it gossip or you could call it communication. But yes. if something was but wrong was with one person, it got communicated quickly because we don't have 8,000 people on Facebook trying to right. communicate. You know right. what I mean? Like they're, you just communicate it better. Mm -hmm. And um, so now because there's instead of like maybe 100 points of communication a day, we have 10,000. Yeah. And um, people trying to get us, us trying to get people, interactions and all these different platforms. And that does affect people's ability to not just have energy, but to have focus. Mm -hmm. And then even, this is sad, but it's true, the ability to care. Yeah, It's like you want to care, but you don't have the ability to feel anything. Or right. you're just so personally overwhelmed. And mm -hmm. I, I think my big thing to this person would be talk to your leaders. Yes. But assure your leaders you're going to talk to the people. Don't do what I did. Right. <laughs> um, and then if they respond like big fat jerks, then yeah. you need to go back to the drawing board and say, yeah. then something needs to change here. Right. Like if they throw it back to you and say, you're an idiot, hack, whatever. I mean, then, then there's an issue. Yeah. But. You've got to communicate what you're feeling to your leaders so that something can be done yep. or, or there can be some kind of response. Yeah. It might be a broken system and your leader might be able to fix it. Yeah. It exactly. might be bad communications. It might be something so simple. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. I communicate best with a phone call, a text message, or an email. But occasionally, someone will send me a message on Facebook Message. And it's like, okay, I don't I read those very <laughs> often. Do you know how you many know, people I, I have angered because, yeah, because I don't check I don't Facebook Message? <laughs> you know, and it's like, uh, I sent you a message. Did you get it? Well, yeah. when did you send me a message? Two yeah. weeks ago. I'm like, no. Nope. Uh, you yeah. know, and I can pull it up and there it is. And it's like, you know what? I just, I just don't need to burn use Facebook that. Messenger. That's, it just, you know, I'm sorry. I accidentally check it once or twice, like a quarter. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some communication I clearly missed. And, Goodness. you know, then then I've got to fall on the sword and, yeah. and apologize. I'm hey, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I didn't don't. respond. All right. Um, I want, I want to keep going to the next. I want to launch the next episode because yeah, a lot of these are, are just kind of merging into each other. So the next the next question for tomorrow, not tomorrow, the next thing we listen to this, yes. two days. Is it okay to leave my church if I don't trust my leaders? So we're going back to the now leaders to now. The leaders. Okay? If I don't trust my leaders, is it okay to leave my church? So I want to ask you, would you join us in a couple days? And again, our goal is just to uh, process together and to help you really have healthy 
um, next steps as you deal with some of the hurt and pain you've experienced in church. Thanks for joining us. Please come back next time. Thank you.